Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the Aqua Blue Lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Tonight's guest I met before the pandemic, and we share the common trait of being named B.O.B. There is nothing quite like it when you're named Bob. I, for one, as a kid, grew up not knowing a lot of Bobs. I, for one, was kind of confused by my name growing up. How could it just be one syllable? How could it just be so small when I am so many things? And then as I got older, I started to realize, no, I am the B.O.B. And these fellows, too, are also Bobbies, and they're in a band called the Red Barons Band. On Saturday at noon, they're dropping a new EP called Don't Call the Cops. Tonight, we're going to chat about it. Uh, I'm totally stoked. I'm looking forward to it. But that being said, let's welcome in the fellas. How are you, sir? How you doing, Bob? What's up, Bob? Not much. Can you so, still hear us? I, I kind of have the phone like in a case right now. It's all good. I can hear you. I hear you loud and clear. Um, where did we meet the first time? How, how did we meet? I can't remember. But I always stayed true to the fact that we would do this show together. Uh, actually, I don't think we've ever actually met. Um, but we did one. We played a set on the Bobcast probably back in like May, I think. So I don't know. I well, we were it. scheduled to do it. I think before Corona, we had gotten in touch with you because that's right. Yeah, because you were running the podcast. Not no more. It seemed like no, no more. Down. It's so sad that it's <laughs> over. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, what? You know, like when's it coming back? Let's be real though. I mean, like, it's not looking good. You know what I mean? Like, no, man. I mean, we on March 11th, I I financed a brand new car so I could so both of us could go around the city and gig. Uh, we hosted open mics and karaoke nights, and then March 15th, sure enough. I'm, dry, I'm delivering food for a cheeseburger restaurant. Actually, Spa Burger. Uh, Josh mentioned that he, he knew you. Uh, he might be tuning in. Shout out to Spa Burger. Uh, wow. Great things with them. But yeah, now I'm uh, using my car for delivering food. <laughs> yeah, my buddy does that too. I used to do uh, Instacart and I used to do uh, Uber. Um, I really disliked Instacart. I mean, it's a lot of work, you know, and they would time you like supermarket sweep. You know what I'm saying? And, and Uber, I, I, I'm sorry about it, but I, my one thought on Uber is I couldn't believe how many people drink vodka, like, uh, you know, illegally in the backseat of somebody's car, like out of a plastic yeah. bottle. I was just like, well, what's going on with this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, as soon as I got my car, so like I, the main reason I got my car is the gig. And uh, I started driving Uber for like three days and then it got too crazy because of the pandemic. But um, yeah, I, I had to kick like three people out of my car. Uh, just because they're yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you ever have uh, somebody throw up in your car? No, no, I didn't drive at those hours to avoid that. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, I'm hoping at, at least by the fall that we could be playing like festivals like Gerard Ave Street Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another event that we have a side stage for. Uh, it's like you know the best event that I look forward to every year. So. Yeah, Hopefully man. that could happen in October again because I know I'm ready to go out. And play I totally miss putting on shows, playing shows. You know what I mean? Like the the event. Like you know what I miss the most isn't necessarily the event itself. It's the feeling the day after, like in the morning after you've had like a really good show. You know what I mean? Like and you're like, yeah, that was fun. Why can't I live in that moment forever? You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. yeah, we did a. We were lucky enough to do like one or two outdoor things that were. Uh, you know, where everybody was kind of socially distanced and spread out. Um, and that felt really good, but it was just, uh, it was so, so short lived. And then like right after that, it got so cold. 
more restrictions kind of got put back into place uh, to, and you know, uh, it just sucks. There's really no nothing else to say about it other than yeah, it, it does suck really bad. And but you guys were creative in the in the meantime, and you started yeah, doing like no new things. Not, yeah. By the no way, I love the title. Do. I love the title. Of the, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah I mean. See, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm 40 years old, and I grew up in the heyday of the 90s when like calling the cops was like literally one of the worst things you could do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they were out to get us. Like, I was hiding in the woods from them because I was like smoking blunts. You know what I mean? Like, it's it was... funny you say that because the, the so the name of the EP "Don't Call the Cops" comes from the song "Don't Call the Cops on My Party," which is just about like it's a mixture of truth and fiction of stories of the past of like uh you know interactions with the police mm-hmm. um the fun of the song is that you know for some reason they end up going home as opposed to in real life where one of us probably goes to jail or gets cited but uh we just we kept it uh to real life uh experiences yeah did you I, get I, that song by the way did you listen to that yet i did and i loved it yeah it's it's well um it's it's a great song i think the people are gonna love it uh it's something that can make them feel alive because people need to feel alive <laughs> right now you know um what you were saying about the cops there, with the partying you know like uh don't call the cops for my party like when i was a kid i was at this party yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, i'm gonna tell you my story about getting it's just this is why we don't call the cops right they yeah. came in busted a party I was hiding in the shower. I, I couldn't get down to the first floor. I was on the second floor and they round up maybe 25, 30 kids. And they had us like in a line going towards the kitchen table where an officer made us sign a piece of paper, which stated to us that we were getting a, a misdemeanor, which is like $25 ticket or something like that, whatever. Turns right. out all these misdemeanors then became underage drinking. I lost my license. I couldn't work. You know what I mean? At the time. Oh yeah. I think I was like, uh, I think I might have been like 18 or 19, you know what I mean? And I was just like so enraged, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just because oh, somebody yeah. called the cops, you know what I mean? Like, and like, it's gonna, you don't party every night, you know what I mean? If you have one party, I don't know. I, I, I find it, it's just crazy that, uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I grew up in that time zone where there was no phones to capture anything, you know what I mean? I have no proof yeah. these crazy yeah. things, you know what I mean? Well, that's like, a good point. There's, it's- you know, everybody has access to a camera immediately. So, yeah. Uh, you know, but also I think now, you know, some people are afraid to call the cops too. And some, of course, you know, I mean, look, I mean, look what happened. Uh, I mean, can't not talk about it. You know what I mean? Like my first thought when I turned on the television uh, on January 6th was, I mean, if these were black people, they'd all be shot down dead. And yeah. It really, I mean, I'm just going to say it. That's my uh, statement here on the Bombcast. I mean, like, if somebody's listening to this that doesn't agree with that, look, you don't have to go, but you could stay and listen and hear my point of view. I mean, right. like, the double standard that exists in America couldn't be more apparent yesterday on the screen. You know what I mean? And, like, different me- news media, I watch all of them. I don't, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I've been independent since I was 18 years old. I don't hmm. believe in... Uh, I don't believe in like racism. I don't believe in oppression. I don't believe in anything that takes away the power from the people. And I do think that one thing that's missing, like all, like, did you ever notice that like anytime there was like some bad shit, like uh, music always like came and like, kind of not healed it, but like did something like to, you know what I mean? Like expressed it. People are ready to explode. You know what I mean? Like we, they need like to 
to me, I just feel like, you know, in general. We were having the conversation before because uh, we were at a lot of the marches over, that happened over the summer after um, uh, on the name George Floyd. Uh, we were at a lot of the Philadelphia marches and we were saying before, like, if anybody did any kind of, like, shit, like, trying to storm local government buildings in Philadelphia at those, like, the tension was so high, like, they would have just started shooting everybody. Everybody. You know what I mean? Like, there was just a constant fear. And then, like, you watch people storm the fucking Congress, or, uh, yeah, the Congress yeah. building, the Capitol, and, like, not, like, you know, I mean, one, I, there's been reported, like, at least one woman died, which, you know, that, that sucks. Um, but in general, like, I, I just can't see the same thing having happened here ending as peacefully as it did. You know what I'm saying? Like, if there was to have happened at one of the protests over the summer, shit would have hit the fan in a really bad way. Yeah. Um, you know, um, who left the back door open? I mean, that's like the, the, the main question, you know, uh, yeah. prior to, um, my, uh, well, I retired from teaching when I was 38 years old, I guess. And uh, I used to take kids down to uh, Washington, D.C. for trips. And uh, I'd never forget, you know, approaching the Capitol and seeing on, you know, each side of the building men armed with, you know, assault rifles. You know what I mean? Ba basically, you know, and yeah. like just thinking to myself, like, yeah. It's just it's a double edged thing, and like it couldn't be more apparent. Like you think that like somebody takes a knee in football, that's disrespectful. But yet alone going into this place that everybody cares yeah. so much about, and like taking photographs. An attempted for, coup. It was an attempted coup. Bro. Or insurrection. There's so many different names for it. I mean, like yeah. it, it just blows my mind that they could get that far, and like it happened so quick too. Like I was just going about my merry way the other day, and I for one have been turning off the news lately. I just don't do it, you know, like. Yeah, it's too it's too much anxiety, and uh, I keep getting all these texts like, "Dude, they stormed the Capitol," and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I'm seeing this in my lifetime," you know? Yeah, I mean, how you gotta imagine your anybody's thoughts on doing that? You gotta at least imagine that like someone's gonna shoot at you at some point if you're trying to overthrow the government. Um, and they just got right in there and were, like they stole like the speaker podium and stuff. It's like the goofiest shit, dressed as Braveheart supporting yeah. a king the crazy thing about that bob is that uh i mean i read so much different stuff today about this this gentleman uh who you know i don't even know what type of hat it is that he's wearing but uh he so at first i saw a bunch of stuff on twitter that he was like one of those like they were claiming that he's a staged paid actor you know yeah, the, I, the I forget what you, rumor yeah and then i also heard and saw a call sheet type uh, headshot for this guy from a casting director because the guy who it is is an actor in real life, but for like film in New Jersey or something like that. I don't know. Right. And, you know, there's many different people who were you know, there too that, you know, it's just, it, blows, it blows my mind, man. Like, okay, so case in point, I don't know. I mean, you can Google this, but I was in Washington, D.C. when... Um, this crazy postal worker built this like a uh, gyroplane that he flew. He tried to land on the Capitol, but he like missed it a little short and he like right. landed into the grass. I was there with the kids when that happened and they shut down that place. Like you couldn't get even, you know, I'm with like, you know, fourth graders, you know what I mean? And they're like, yeah, let's go, let's go. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's what you would think is going to happen. These people are just like, just kind of smashed their way in. I was just kind of like still shocking. It's very shocking, and it's like it'll forever be in the 
the image, you know, people will just be thinking about this forever. It'll never go away. You know what I mean? And like, I was talking to my friend, it's his birthday. Shout out to TJ. Um, how does, or what does Donald Trump do after this? You know, is he become like a, like a podcast host? Does he become like, you know, like he craves the spotlight so much that that's what I he did. I didn't, I didn't yeah. think he would take it there, Bob's. I didn't. I really didn't think he would take it there. I didn't think that he would go. I didn't, I didn't think he thought he would take it there. I think he, 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 he went Lex Luthor, like straight Lex Luthor. You know what I mean? Like just super villain, like because he also had Pence like change, like you know, it was so dramatic, you know. And Pence being like, "I, I, I'm calling the oh, National God. Guard," like crazy and frightening you know yeah Penn's separating himself from him almost like it's a bizarre situation where like i don't know like i was thinking he would do like do like a podcast thing after the, the presidency but at this point i kind of feel like the government is going to prosecute him and uh they're they keep, i don't think they're gonna let that shit go like it's a weird uh next couple months like none of this is over with yet and uh it's gonna be crazy to watch this is going to be like crazy. It's just been that's so unpredictable. I mean, that's what he likes too, is he likes the TV. He likes the, you know, the ratings. Um, yeah. I mean, this topic, you could talk he's about it. Them right now. He's you can talk about some ratings right now. Now he's shut down now. He's off Twitter. Good. I mean, it's cra- <laughs> crazy like thing he's, he's off Twitter and Facebook. He's off Twitter and Facebook. And <laughs> they, gra- they, no, they grounded him. They took away. They took away. Yeah. It took away his. Took away his tablet that he takes a yeah. shit with and tweets they should have um, fucking taken it away sooner well like you like you were just saying his uh he was saying his cousin said this is like the final episode in this it was a series a four season series <laughs> four season yeah coming to a finale that is true yeah definitely yeah i mean Hopefully. just the twist you know i just couldn't believe and like here's the, here's the thing too i mean you got have you guys been to dc before your school yeah, so, yeah we, we actually protest there we played a set uh this girl that we grew up with well went to school with in scranton uh once she just hit us up one day and she's like do you guys want to come down she's like, i'll pick you up in philly i'll drive from scranton pick you guys up we'll go to dc i put this uh protest together so it was like take back democracy march and we played we were supposed to play like five songs and uh, we were right in front of the uh, uh, Lincoln Memorial, but the background was the monument. So it was, it was awesome. I mean, like the, us playing a set there was really cool. And, you know, we were right on the edge of the water and everything. And uh, I don't know. I mean, that was our experience there, but it was great. But I think we played two songs and then towards the end of the second song, uh, people started getting in the water and protesting, saying they're not going to leave the water. And then some the lady, pool. yeah, the refle- yeah, and then some lady grabbed my mic as I was singing and just <laughs> took it and like was just protesting. And then we just kind of like, oh, well, she grabbed your microphone and started protesting her words. How about that? She literally, it was almost like we weren't even playing. It was people crazy. were like in a, almost like fighting each other and stuff. Like it was, it was wild. I though. never had anything. I, I, I guess the most craziest thing that happened to me in that capacity was once. I think it must have been like 2006. My band Downtown Harvest was playing Love Park in the middle of the day. They had the yeah. stage set up for I don't know what we were doing there, playing for somebody, something, someplace, some. Uh, some guy that couldn't you know play music himself booked us i don't know and it's the middle of the day and like people are coming they're watching it's great 
and then like you know towards like the third or fourth song i started noticing there's people who are not just watching but they're now running away and at first i think it's because it's us and i'm like what's going on and then more people just start running and i'm like oh because this is post 9 11 2005 and i'm like oh my god i can't believe this we're playing a gig in the middle of the city and there's something happening you know and we we stop playing like mid-song you know and uh we find out eventually that it's a uh, fire in a building you know and it's going to be contained or whatever but this guy comes this, and this is the part that i'll never forget bobs and i still i would love to find out who this guy was this guy like this uh, office suit type dude i don't know what type of place he worked for what his, his job was he comes up to us when we stopped playing like five seconds later he's like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing you got to keep playing, man. You got you to make these people calm. I'm like, what are we on the fucking Titanic, dude? You know? <laughs> you know? And like, I, yeah. just, I never forget that moment just being like, oh, and that's like one thing I've always resented about uh, like uh, being a musician sometimes that some people view you as that. They view you as the guy who's going to play the violin and just let the ship sink. Like, no, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it happens. That's why I like music. I like music that has lots of... Um, you know emotion into it you know what i mean because i feel like it's a good outlet for people who aren't musicians they never understand what it's like for a musician to get their instrument on when they're well rehearsed and, and perform in front of people you know it's a yeah. it's a drug really you know i yeah i mean I, I think that works both ways it's like i think kurt cobain said this at one point where it was like you know when you're on stage and you're playing for a crowd and you guys are both like you know vibing from you know vibing with that and just tossing this like energy back and forth where it's like where you know the band or whoever's performing is just you know feeding off of that energy in the crowd and the crowd's feeding off the energy on stage and it's just like a constant rhythm back and forth and that's like i don't know i mean i was always so shy growing up when i was younger i've been playing guitar forever and i was always so like just super shy and afraid to play in front of people but then once i broke that i just like loved it and then started mm-hmm. posting up the mics you know so and going back to like this pandemic situation with not being able to play music it's just like it sucks because like we were hosting music event like right in the beginning of 2020 we were actually getting good paid gigs and we were playing like three times a week and you know i was i had enough money to pay my rent with just open mic money and, and we just had that you know that weekly exercise of performing live and that hasn't happened since march so it's like it's the first time in years that you know we haven't been playing almost weekly so yeah yeah. one of the things about uh you brought up nirvana one of the things that kurt was all about was practice he went to practice all the time he he actually wrote a letter in his journals about it like saying yeah like we feel that uh a band needs to practice three to four times a week you know what i mean to be well rehearsed. yeah for sure yeah but yeah as a kid like uh nirvana was definitely my favorite band um and i never forget i think the moment that it cemented for me where i was like oh my god i can't believe like what's going on was the live and loud taping that uh, aired on new year's eve i can't remember the year offhand but uh obviously before before kurt's death but i mean the way that the crowd reacted at the end when you know kurt like starts smashing the guitar and instigating people to like come forward i can't play yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll ban it but i mean like that type of energy hasn't been duplicated since i mean like uh, they try to manipulate it you know what i mean but yeah and it's funny too because so many uh 
people tr- like I mean he just started such a new thing at the time like ended the careers of all the 80s hair metal <laughs> they were like, so mad they, they were, were so cut. pissed oh, they, they were so they, mad yeah, they, but he like anything that came after that was like for so long trying to be him like for 20 years like if you look at like all the butt rock or like the 2000s uh, you know, Creed and Nickelback, like all that shit reminds me of like Nirvana and Pearl Jam. That's like the, the yeah. base point of so much rock that happened after that. And they were just at the time it came out, it was just, I mean, I was not even born yet, but like, how, how old are you? Guys? How old are you? I'm 28 and he's 27. So I was born nice. in 92, he was born in 93. So wow, we, that's so crazy. It's so nuts because like, you know, I, I, whatever, I mean, it's what, 12 years difference. It's nothing really in the scheme of like a lifetime, but being born and then like becoming aware of something like Nirvana must've been so cool. Like for me, it was like what I found out, like that was like the doors and the Beatles. Like when I found out about the Beatles, I found out about the Beatles through an ABC, like four day, like event, like where they had this hour long mythology and dude, it was so cool. Like I was just like, I'm, I'm currently I talk about it on my show all the time. Like I go in and out of love affairs with classic bands all the time. Like I won't listen to them for years. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh dude, it's time. It's time to pop in the vein of I am the walrus at seven 30 in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And like uh, when I was a kid growing up and like, I always had that feeling of, uh, you know, the Beatles and the doors not being able to see them and feeling this like almost like guilt that like I couldn't have been born at an earlier time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you feel that way towards like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and like the bands that came? I mean, up? yeah, we sure, can still yeah. see uh, Pearl Jam. You know, I've never, I've never gotten to see them. Yeah, but you like, know, actually, Bob, I'm going to cut you off right there because I'm just going to have to tell Ticketmaster right now, straight. You can't go see Pearl Jam because it's impossible to get tickets. Tried. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what were you saying, Bob? Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess, we, you know, you do kind of feel that way about anything that you can't experience firsthand when it's that good. Um, so, like, so much great rock music was made so long ago. Um, I mean, but we did have bands, especially, like, in Scram, we had bands we would go see. And uh, we were just listening to MGMT before this. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, which, album, were you, which album were you listening to? The uh, or I don't know how to pronounce the oracular spectacular or whatever the one with the electric feel and like time to pretend and stuff mm-hmm. and like so that came out when I was like a freshman in high school and that was like a big moment. Wow! Wow! So you know yeah. what's crazy, Bob? I was like around your age when that came out, and I was so I was so I was so, I was so, I was so, I was so convinced, Bob, that it was going to be like they i i thought like i love that album first off when i first heard uh, time to pretend oh, and i heard the drum beat i was like oh dude are you kidding me dude like this is this is amazing this oh, yeah. is like like because i was like born with nirvana and i always thought that there'd be a band that like spoke towards my generation or whatever growing up like that and i had yeah. so much tremendous faith and i'm just gonna be real bob because i'm real here this is my show i can do whatever i want bob. <laughs> you can't Say do bobs it, you're both on the bobs the bobs yeah. cast but their follow-up album, I remember getting it and being so stoked. And I always buy albums, you know what I mean? Back then I yeah. do, but now I, I sold out and got Spotify, but whatever. But I bought the album and I was just like, dude, like, where is that feeling? Where is that? Yeah, they didn't quite have it. Well, they uh, went like Muppet Psychedelic is what I, I Yeah, I feel like that was what they always probably wanted to do. I and, know, uh, but that's... Somebody got a hold of them and had them make a monster pop rock album, but it was so good. It's so good. It's like David so good. Bowie good to me like it's it's dance and rock like 
the production right, value yeah. of it's really really good and it sounds good in headphones i've been listening yeah. to a lot of music lately because there's just nothing else to do because you know i mean going back and revisiting stuff and it's so amazing to like listening to my apple you know headphones albums back in the day and the way that they recorded stuff you know what i mean because it's like you can hear it more clearly now that it doesn't sound really that good you know like the right. audio is terrible really for like i was listening to um good times bad times and i probably get some shit for this but whatever but in the beginning like there's this one part where like there's just nothing in the left ear at all it's all in the right, right. You know what i mean like there's always these moments where they were just trying to be cute back in the day you know what i mean but like now i'm older and i'm starting to like <laughs> pick up on these things it's so weird but like with that ortacular spectacular album that was the first right. time i felt that there was an album that used the pro tools type digital sound that sounded mm -hmm. like tremendous like through the roof and like you know top radio everywhere was playing it and it just didn't follow yeah. through i thought they, I, like i told all my friends i was like dude these guys are going to be the next you too and i always get shit for it because they're like nah you're wrong bob you're wrong <laughs> that was a that was a moment though in time like and that's all those songs still like electric feel you put that on a party or at a like a rave or whatever like and people dance to it like it's universally loved yeah i think uh there is one i can't remember the name of this podcast but there is a uh i think a few episodes of mgmt explaining how they wrote their music and why they wrote it and what they did to write it oh, I think you I saw that. it I think I saw it on YouTube. I I love watching. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was just it's watching. Um, I forget the name of it, but I was watching one on Coldplay, and it was interesting because I didn't really know their story at all. And um, shit, I forget the name. My assistant's, he's you know, he's out. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but it's interesting to find out like how bands like come together and like you know how like they you know forge go through different band members. YouTube yeah. are two bobs. You guys were in a different band before, like a few years ago. Now you got this new project. When you two first met, how did you know that you could work together? So uh, it's, it's funny. Uh, all right, so our grandmothers lived next door to each other. So I actually knew his family. I knew a, a decent amount of his family before I even met Bob. So like we met when we were like 21 at some party through a mutual friend. And I think I had my guitar there and we just started playing. But then he was already in a band called Mondo and then whatever. And like, I wanted to play, it was a three piece. So I wanted to jump in. I was looking to play in a band. I just wanted to find a band and play lead guitar. And um, I talked to him and then uh, we had practice. And then uh, the bass player quit the day that I, like the first practice <laughs> I had uh it was a funny story but uh so wait can, can you tell me that story we got plenty of time yeah so, why, why, uh, did he, why did he quit because i'm a bass player and i love hearing these stories well he just uh he so I, I from my point of view i so i met up with bob and we were playing in his basement and uh we we're about 18 by the way we weren't 21 we were pretty, i thought we were no we were, we were pretty young. Right, <laughs> yeah. anyway um yeah, so I showed up to practice. We ran through. I learned like their songs or whatever, and we were playing. And then I asked to use the bathroom, which I was new to Bob's house, but his family knew of me, so it wasn't you know that was interesting. So I used the bath. He's gone, and then our the drummer <laughs> was like, "Well, I don't." So yeah, and then we just started the Red Barons. So that's 
when Red Baron started. And then we, we cycled through about six bass players, I think. Wow. And, and I'm yeah. a bass player, dude. If I, was in a ba- if I was in the band, it would be the Bob Trifecta then, right? If I came through. Yeah, that would have worked. Yeah. Yeah, so then, uh, so we cycled through a few bass players, and then that was, this is all in Scranton for, so from about like 2012 to 2015, 16, and then we moved to Philly. But uh, once we got to Philly, our drummer stayed back in Scranton. So uh, me and him kind of just started an acoustic thing, which was Bob Squared, or is Bob Squared. And then, I don't know. I mean, up until like a couple months ago, we were just like, oh, we need to start. Like, we need to bring the Red Bears to Philadelphia. So uh, with this EP coming out, it's really exciting because it's kind of like, it's. I mean, it's all Bob Squared songs, mm-hmm. but we have uh, our drummer and our bass player, Derek and Dylan uh, Jolly, their brothers. Shout out to them. Bobby uh, Jolly. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was like, so I got to give him shouts when I made like a trailer. I was like, I like that name, Bobby Jolly. People yeah, think, it's got a nice yeah. ring to it. It does. So it's it, a good it band name. meeting them too because they're from Kingston, which is not, it's 15 minutes away from Scranton. So mm-hmm. uh, we met them. We so Derek originally booked us for a festival called Yardstock a couple of years ago in Pennsylvania somewhere I forget, but we ended, he ended up sliding through to one of our open mics in Philly and then sure enough we're just like jamming with them now and they're awesome too. We had a great time in the studio over the past or over Christmas break, and uh, yeah, I mean we're excited to release this. It's some songs are like three years old, four years old. It's always so, good to get something out that you've been gestating for a while as far as music goes, you know? Yeah, I mean, all there's four songs. The first three are older songs, and the Don't Call the Cops song is the newest one. And we rehearsed it. For, That's for, a great, like, it's a great name. Before. I love the name. The name's so good. Yeah, uh, no, it's fun. I, I mean, I, I ran from the cops so much. Like, one time I was, I was, I, I, uh, I was in this house party and I knew the cops were coming because some dude went outside and lit off fireworks. Look, anytime you let off fireworks and you're like 17 years old and you're boozing it up, you're going to get in trouble with the cops. Cops show up. I made a promise to myself that I would never, ever get caught by the police again. I was like, uh, no matter what, I'm running. There's no way that I'm, I'm going to get caught. You know, my parents, <laughs> this, is, this would be the second time because I already got the underage drinking at that other party, right? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like, I just couldn't believe that I was in this situation again. So I creep out into the garage. The garage is all dark, you know. I see, I see that there's nobody outside, so I just take the risk. And I hit the green light by the door, and the garage door goes up, right? Nobody there, right? I walk out slowly, and then all of a sudden, flashlights on me. Get down on the ground. Get down on the ground. I get down on the ground. They make me put my hands on my head, right? I put my hands on my head. They're like, do you live here? I'm like, no, I don't live here. He's like, do you know who lives here? I'm like, I don't know his name, but I know he's inside and that door's locked. You have to go through the front door. And all of a sudden the flashlight went like this in my face and it went away. And I knew then I was alone for a moment. I jumped up and I started running and I ran so fast that I felt like my hips were in front of my body. I could hear somebody <laughs> running behind me. I could hear like the, the flashlight of his, like hitting his belt and just the huff and the puff of like the dragon behind me. And there was nothing yeah. stopping me, dude. Like I was like, I'm scaling these fences. I'm just jumping through these yards. <laughs> and my adrenaline's pumping so high guys. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not gonna get caught. I'm not gonna get caught. And then like, I, uh, I just outrun him and like, I'm just exhausted. So I crash 
into this bush outside this suburban neighborhood. And this is all true. And this is all 100% Bob, Bobbians out there listening. I think I maybe heard this story before, but uh, I pass out in this bush and like there's people inside. I think they're watching like, you know, something on TV. I, I can't, you know, I'm like, I'm paranoid. Then the adrenaline kicks in. I start throwing up and I'm like, oh my God. And, um, this is when I'm like 20 years old. I'm not 21 yet, right? 2000. Yeah. And I had one of the very early Sprint phones because I worked at Ritz Camera at the Plymouth Mini Mall. It's probably still, it still is my favorite job ever. And uh, I used my Sprint phone. I called my buddy, Bob, actually. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, Bob, you got to come pick me up, dude. And um, he, he came and then uh, he, he called me. I ran out. I got in the car and as like we pulled out, there's just cops everywhere, man. And uh, it was a good time, you know. I think back often <laughs> that memory, and I'm just like, man, dude, who called the cops? Don't call the cops. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's nothing like getting away, dude. The stories where you get away are always better than the stories that you don't get away. Like, God, dude. But, you know, it's, I have so many stories of it though. From the night, like one time I was at a party where everybody was like oh my god the cops are here run 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 we all run out the back through this guy's backyard going through all of this pool shit you know just breaking stuff they get to the fence the fence is too high so they just break the fence yeah okay and then everyone just goes through right and then they all trickle out together and there was no phones at that time yeah. So there's no, there's no, there's pagers and stuff like that, but you can't really like talk. Like I wasn't really good. I mean, I had eight zero eight. Bob was Bob's was my uh, code. <laughs> like if I needed you, <laughs> I would text you with eight zero eight. Or um, yeah, it's just so wild and like uh, yeah, it's just so many different memories of it though. Just like running and running, running, running and <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I've, I've had one I've had one moment where I was walking Wait, I'm sorry one second you still there? yeah you got called it's alright uh, so good yeah uh, yeah you're good um, so now there's one time where you know I've grown up in Scranton we've always had times like that like running we used to party back the woods behind the cemetery and you know I had all those moments but um, we when I moved to Philly, I had a mohawk, and I I would got crazy looks at first when I was I was you know so I'll, <laughs> wait take a breath. <laughs> so I was gonna say that um when I was new to the city, you know everything was already overwhelming. But then when I had the mohawk, that was also overwhelming too, just because of the reactions I was getting. But one time. I went to Verizon on 12th Market and I was on break at work and I was walking back to work and two police officers slammed me up against a fence and tackled, like just threw my shit on the ground, emptied my bag, uh, you know, kept, kept telling me to remain silent and, you know, all that stuff. And just, you know, I was so scared at the time because I thought I was getting arrested. <laughs> You know, it was I, I, it was just such a crazy like blind side that I had, and you know, I could just they just held me for like an hour and a half, and I was late back to work and stuff. But yeah, it's sorry, it's scary, sorry, right? Yeah, dude, it was intense. I mean, so is it okay if I turn this? Is that good? Ah, uh, you're upside down now. 
if you tilt it yeah you're good that way uh, yeah that's perfect and then your audio turned off i think yeah i think your uh, mic turned off <laughs> we're having technical possibilities here with the bobs uh, i was just thinking to myself uh i got it oh, you're back <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember my train of thought got interrupted, but uh, so with that that house party I was at, guys, where we knocked down the fence, there was no way to get in touch with people. That was the where I was at in the story before I went off on a classic Bobcast tangent. My girlfriend at the time was back at that party, and I had to go back to see if she was there. You know what I mean? The movie Titanic just came out. I couldn't be no, you know, <laughs> not romancer. So I go back, and like here, it turns out it was a false alarm, and the party's back on. But what I didn't think at the time, because I was like 15 or 16 years old, I can't remember, was that, you know, that fence still got knocked down out back and somebody was angry and people, these kids just went back and just started partying. You know what I mean? Like, uh, whatever. And then the cops did come and then I got arrested and then I got taken to the police station. Jesus. And, uh, when I got, went to the police station, I realized uh, they put me in this like huge conference hall. You know what I mean? Like this round yeah. table by myself too, which is crazy. And I had this like, nautica fleece jacket i was all about nautica back in the day i was all about this like you know uh winter sail raver look back in the 90s you know what i mean like crazy shit and uh, i'm in my pocket and then as i reach in my pocket i realize oh i've got a shit ton of just herb everywhere in my pocket like this bag that i had opened up and now there's just what happened so I just, I looked down and I'm like, man, there's just so much. What do I do? Don't panic. So then I just like slowly sprinkled it all over the carpet. And then when they came and got me, I just got up. <laughs> it's great. great. Who yeah. picked you up? Uh, my dad. My dad was so upset, you know. But I think now in hindsight, they're like, you know, as we look back at it, he's cool with it. You know what I mean? Like now he's just like, uh, you know, also too, like the one thing that's, that's, that's different is that my dad didn't smoke back in the day. My dad now smokes and now understands what's going on with it. You know what I mean? Like right. you, I mean, I'm an advocate. I'm a patient, you know, medical marijuana and I'm out and about talking about it for the first time. I mean, you couldn't talk about it back in the day. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, it's, it's good medicine for you. It opens up doors. It closes some doors. Like I couldn't remember where I was going with that tangent, but guess what? I got back around. <laughs> you guess figured what? it out, dude. <laughs> Cops can't fucking bust you for joints anymore, at least. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, just tell them it's CBD. What are they going to say? Yeah, I was on probation <laughs> for like four years over like less than two grams of weed, you know? Oh, yeah, sorry. We, you were, Bob? We both got some, uh, you know, we have histories with that. Uh, we're both like marijuana advocates in a big way. Same. And the hard part for me was like, I also, my job, like before I had to just retire from it, was teaching. And like, it just doesn't, it's, it's such a, um, you know, touchy subject for people it's okay to go home and have a glass of wine see like i don't drink i'm like i don't drink because i have a problem with drinking i just don't like drinking it's just not for yeah. me. like i as i got older i realized like when i drink i become like an asshole you know what i mean like i become aggressive yeah the life should be an asshole oh uh, this is a great um closing topic bob before i leave tonight with you guys it's so nice to uh, chat with you but this next topic could, can go in, into extreme depth and detail here. So we have to really pace ourselves for this question that I've been posing to all people named Bob. Okay. Fundamentally, at the core of it, we're all named Robert. So at one yeah. point in time, 
there had to be a choice. I think for me, it was in first grade. Am I going to be Bob or am I going to be Rob? Yeah, were you, yeah. Were you guys faced with this same yes. daunting and test? Wanna, that no, yeah. Nobody else out there listening right now, like, you know, say for instance- They don't get it. Yeah, your name's Glenn. Like at one point in your, your life, like, well, should I spell it with a G or a G? There's no- <laughs> There's no choice. Like, like a choice. I felt like it was like a, almost like a part of like knighthood. Do it's I a go? line in the sand. There's a difference. There's, there a, there's a, people don't understand. There's a war going on between Bob's and Rob. Dude, uh, yes, Bob's. Listen, <laughs> I'm so happy that we got to this. <laughs> I, 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 if I would have forgotten about this, I would have killed myself. So, like, I had this like whole bit like about it. Well, I'm you know glad you I mean? remembered like, it. Then. Before the pandemic, I was, uh, I was. Uh, leaving like a career of music and I was about to start doing stand-up comedy. I was, had all these bits material and stuff like that. Right. And like, I was looking forward to like, you know, getting on stage again and just, it all fell apart. Like I went to like one open mic beforehand. Yeah. And like one of the bits was about that, just that, you know what I mean? Like Bob's and Rob's and like, and uh -huh. I just think it'd be great if there was like a Rob out in the audience that you could bring up on stage and then you can go over the differences fundamentally between Bob and Rob. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and have like an Andy Kaufman moment because well, before, <laughs> before I, I tell you what I think my, um, I, what, what I believe is the main differences, I would like to hear what you guys think. So whoever like to I go would, first. I, I would say that Bob's are generally on the more creative side. Um, you got Bob Marley, Bob Dylan, a uh, bunch of others that I can't think of right now. But Bob's are weird, uh, more fun. Uh, you know, we're just fun-loving guys. And these Robs are out here. They're just stiff, dude. They're just fucking squares, bro. And they're trying, to, they're trying to call the cops on our party, dude. There's no two ways around it. Bob's are trying to have a good time, and Robs are trying to shut it down. What about you, Bob? <laughs> I'm just kind of hanging back with all the Bobbies, you know. Yeah, man. You know, I mean, like, I okay, so, like, I, I do know some Robs, and this doesn't really pertain to all of them. One guy in particular, you know what I'm talking about. But I mean, we've talked about this bit before, but I mean, like, there is a fundamental difference. And it really does come down to a conservative type person versus a non-conservative type person. Not, yeah. not, not, not political, per se, but like, right. more, more or less, saying, dude. like, like my, uh, like, I'm Bob, my <laughs> shirt is like a little bit extra size bigger because i don't like tight forming clothes and if i was rob it would be collared and like you know what I mean? like yeah you I know, know. What I mean? like, like just like a little bit more uptight and like also bobs are good dancers rob's bobs are great dancers rob's, rob's are so much to, trying to switch it up you know sometimes <laughs> yeah you know what's funny is like like why <laughs> We should be able to like switch our names if we want. You know what I mean? Have you? Have I've you, I've been not? Robert in different like work situations and like nice, like that. Nice, like I right? haven't called Robert. Uh, and I'm not. I'm obviously I'm being silly. I don't I don't dislike Robs. My brother-in-law. It's, it's all it's all good fun. I mean, we're all Bobs. Yeah. We're, we're, but, look, if you're offended by this <laughs> this Bob it, shaming or Rob it shaming, is, you gotta tune out. It's just super funny because I say this a lot. Like I always go on these like just joking like tangents about the difference between bobs and robs and it's just real funny that you brought it up yeah it's crazy because there really is a fine line and i always like think to myself like that moment though where i actually did go with rob for like a week and a half in first grade <laughs> oh, <laughs> because no. because um 
and like I, like I look back now and like actually I just think right now here tonight recording this podcast I figured out why and like the reason why was because my teacher Mrs. Pupkowitz would just read the roll call and the roll call it said Robert Cahill you know what I mean like so and then from Robert I she called me Rob and I think that I wanted to be what she called me because I liked her or something like that you know what I mean like yeah weird man I can remember hearing Robert every year the first day of school and I would correct the teacher every time I'm like nah so I um okay so like at the at the beginning of the podcast I mentioned that I had uh my rest- my like I had issues with it growing up right so Bob I was also um an overweight kid and like this chick that I loved dude fat shamed me and called me blob all the time so wow. it was like I hated my name you know what I mean and then um you know, it's a nice burn, though. I'm not gonna lie. Ah, oh, dude, it's a really good burn. You know, children, and like, children are children are so <laughs> good at. <laughs> yeah, dude, like it just striking into the heart. You know what I mean? And then, like, yeah, that's that's tough. You know, um, we still was we're still in, I guess, contact on Instagram or whatever. But I mean, whatever, man. You know, it is what it is. I, I think it's tough the, being a blob sometimes, man. Yeah, it you is gotta, tough. See, I mean, blob. Uh, I think the other. Okay, so this used to be a thing and i think now they've become more privileged to the wise about it but in the 80s and 90s before like you know information was everywhere and like ids were it's hard to explain but i remember one time when i was like maybe 17 or 18 not being able to cash a check because it was made out to bob and the bank yeah. said robert cahill yeah and then <laughs> i got tired of that and then changed my name you know what i mean like it's just it's a mess it's a mess yeah, being bob. nobody understands except for you guys after, yeah. I'm gonna, what episode, I mean, after 281 episodes, finally, some other guys are here on the show with me that can we get it, <laughs> understand what's going on. His grandfather, both of our grandfathers are Bob. My dad's a Bob. My, my dad's Bob. <laughs> my yeah. dad's Bob, too. Bob. I have an Uncle Bob on my mom's side. It's usually a family affair yeah. when there's Bobs. Yeah, and it's a, it's like a Bob, 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 around. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it just goes like nonstop. But, um, yeah, and like I, I remember, like, uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, it's like, okay, so like, when you say the word Bob, right? Say, for instance, like you're meeting somebody for the first time, like they always like have you repeat it back to them, be like, they're like Bob, <laughs> you know? I like, think we're joking. Yeah, like yeah, like like what's the what's the problem here? Yeah, no, that's really my name. I have to, I have to show people my ID. They're like, <laughs> you know, it's not really Bob, and I'm like, well, it's Robert, but. Uh, you can call me Bob. That's what I like to be called. What do the police call you? Do they, they call you Robert? Right? Please call me Robert. I can't remember. God, I mean. Please call me son. They say get down. <laughs> they call me son. Um, it's just wild, though, because it's like the, the choice. And then, like, when I had a kid, like, I I, uh, I ended the Bob curse, though. I called him something different. You know what I mean? Like. Like yeah. my, parent, my parents, you're not, gonna, you're not, you're not gonna call him Bob. I'm like, dude, like this whole like generations of generations growing up just calling themselves the same thing. It's like, why don't you want to strive to be something? You know, I, I just that's maybe like what I struggled with as a kid too, because like I, I had an Irish and Italian side family, and there were so many different people same. who were named the same thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Michael, yeah. Michael, Michael. You know what I mean? Like it just. It's, were it's you weird. afraid that maybe like he was gonna be the better Bob or like a better Bob than you would? Yeah, dude, that's weird. Uh, I, I've been in a situation like that before, where there was a guy that in school that was a draw. Like he could, like I like to draw. He he was an artist, and his name was Rob, and he was better. 
And I remember um, that, that rife, that strife, you know what I mean? Just being like, ooh, he's coming for me, you know what I mean? But Yeah. <laughs> but that's, yeah. That's a situation. But then, like, honest to God, though, the moment, though, that I really became proud of the name is, like, so there was no internet, obviously. I've said it, like, fucking 14 times tonight. But when I found Bob Marley's music, when I found reggae music when I was, like, like 17 or 18, because I'd never heard anything like that before. Yeah. This girl let me drive um, her dad's car when I didn't have like a license, and she had Bob Marley's Kaya album in there. And I was like, "Wow, what is this?" And she's like, "Oh, this is Bob Marley." And I was like, "Nah." And uh, yeah. I researched it. And I was like, "Wow, like there's somebody out there who's got my uh, name that creates this cool stuff, you know?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm just kind of like used to it now. There's so many damn Bobs out there. I'm, I don't know." I'd- well, I own it. Now you're part of the Bob universe. You know, I mean, the Bobcast universe here, I created for myself. I had no idea. Like, there's so many different Bobcasts, too. I've been in and out of, like, different type of disputes with people online. If you Google <laughs> me, I show up. I show up above the B.O.B. rapper. Um, I had a oh, song wow. I had a song called B.O.B. in 2004 with a band, and uh, we had that album pressed. But, I mean, the copyright doesn't pertain. There's so many different things, too. He has a trademark. I have the name, but I have the Google like images. It's just weird. And like for one moment there, Bob's, I was thinking that I was going to change the name. And then I thought to myself, like, nah, dude, I'll just keep it until somebody comes after me for that like Google search, you know what I mean? Like Right. Uh, I think all of us Bob's should just get together. That's right. We'll have a party. And Bob's no tonight. no Bob's there can call the Yeah, you know what, Bob? That actually it's not a bad idea. When the world all mends together, a, a concern. John, Bob's out there. A, Where fest, you at? a fest of every single person named Bob in the Philadelphia area to meet. There has to be. Is Love there a Park. Bob Fest? We should start a Bob Fest. Dude, it's a genius idea because they got the Let's Blob Fest out in Phoenixville. Well, and that's the revenge against that girl, too, for calling me the Blob. Then yeah. we'll have the Bob She's Fest. He's not invited. Just, just Bob's everywhere downtown. You know what I mean? I'm down. Fellas, uh, this comes out on Friday. Your uh, new EP comes out Saturday. Saturday. Saturday at noon. Well, my episode comes out on Friday. We're recording this on oh, Thursday. Okay. Oh, so, um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, wait until the the song comes out. But I highly suggest people go. I'll have all the links down below so people can check it out. It's been a pleasure getting to know you guys. I'll definitely have you back on the show because you know once you come on and you know you, you can fill an hour up where I don't feel like I'm having to fill up all the ideas you guys said some cool stories. You know, yeah, it was we, a pleasure. You come back and bullshit, dude. You know what I mean? Like we just yeah. have a conversation. Um, but it's always a pleasure. And if I ever do like another top of the world type situation, I would love to have you guys play. Sure. Yeah. Feel free to uh, play that song too. If you want, you want me to play it on the way out? Cause I'll, I'll, I'll play the whole thing right yeah, now. We could, uh, we could give a little, you know, early release with that song. All right, let's do it right here on the Bobcast. Bombs. It's been a pleasure. This is uh, the red Barons. This is don't call the cops. Thanks.